Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is the Some Sort of Gaming Podcast. Today is November 1st, 2020. It is daylight savings times here for people who are elsewhere on, around the world. So this week, we are going to, well, I, I haven't really looked at the docket <laughs> because I totally forgot to bring that up. So before, uh, so we're just going to go straight into what we all did this week. Or this past two weeks for two two of us here, Lady Infamous. What's up with you this past two weeks? Um, hello. Um, I have been playing a little bit, a, a little bit of games. Um, I started playing. I did Doom. Doom is hard. I don't know. Uh, Zelda, you playing this I'm on playing hard on mode? No, nah, you good. <laughs> I'm good on that. I'm playing on hurt me gently or something like that, or hurt me softly. One of those modes. Hurt me plenty. And I'm still having trouble. Hurt me plenty. Okay, there you go. Uh, still having trouble with that. Uh, but I'm still, I'm gonna, I'm chugging on. I know it's not gonna take me as fast as I want it to be, but I'm gonna try to finish that game. Um, also, I played some Jack's Box Party uh, Pack 5 uh, last week. It was fun. It, it was, um, it was community game night and a lot of people showed up. We had like a couple of people that, you know, a couple of games that was full and I won a game. So I, I'm happy about that. Um, what's that game? Mad vs. City. I think that was the best game because we probably played that game for about an hour, hour and a half before we started to switch other games. Um, I don't know. Some rando in there was spitting and it was totally me. <laughs> It was Zeldrick. It was Zeldrick. <laughs> no, it was it Zeldrick. I, everybody there was like, dude, it's Zeldrick. And I was like, I'm not even playing. Like, I, I told you guys that I can't play right now. I'm just enjoying you guys' place. But, like, they just kept thinking it was me. Wow. No, it was really me. No, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. wasn't me. I just want to see if you still believed it. No, it wasn't. No, because if it was, you would have said it. You would have said it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't lie to your girl. You wouldn't lie to your girl. It actually was me. No, it wasn't. I, I, I you have no proof. You have no proof but that she'll it never was you. know. <laughs> well, I had fun playing. Um, learned a little bit. Learned a little bit of things that I, I need to do to make the experience better with Jackbox party games. But I can't wait to try it again. Um, Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Oh. <sighs> I really I thought you were just going to end it there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really enjoy the game. I played with El Boogie and we did some story modes and it's at one point I wasn't even worried about the story. I just wanted to I just wanted to slice and dice, you know. Um try to get my level up because there's a a raid that came out on the 30th and you have to be a level 100 to even attempt it so i was trying to level up my samurai my assassin character um that's all I, you can do like you can level up all four characters but right now this moment i'm just working on my assassin um call of duty halloween event it was <laughs> it was great because i played on friday and and um i was playing by myself and so i played with this random and we did not communicate. The only way that me and my rando was communicating is when we go ping somewhere or like ping a location or kneeling up and down to, to see if he can understand, he or she can understand me. And we did. 
I got a Warzone win last night. I mean, on Friday uh, with a rando, which is very, very rare. With no mic and a rando, that's rare. I was ecstatic. Uh, last night, I played it again. I like the Halloween. I really enjoyed the Halloween update. I mean, the Halloween event. So that's what I did yesterday as well. Um, dressed up as a devil, drank me some Remy VSOP, acting a full playing Warzone. It was fun playing with the homies. Got another win last night before the end of the stream, which was great as well. And I, and she's, there was this game called Guilty Gear XX GGOP. Is that what it is? No, you know, it's Guilty Gears XX Accent Core Plus R, which was $2.99. And that was a, that was the right price for me. So uh, earlier this afternoon, I played a little bit of that. I have to say that I'm actually very impressed that you got the entire title correctly, only because those titles are absurd. They're extremely absurd. (laughs) I know, right? I, I didn't. I know there's hella guilty years, but I didn't know it was like to this I, degree, I you know. Didn't even remember that entire title, so, uh, so I'm impressed that you that you got that correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I just played with this lady that she I don't know she looked I don't know what her name is Baskin Biken. No, I don't know. It starts with was a it Biken? Huh? Biken? Yeah. Yeah. Is she, her- is she like a? Like this, she she's a samurai basically. She's a samurai, and then yeah. when she kick ass, and she she pulled the pipe out her out her shirt, and she smokes it. I was like, wow, okay. I didn't get to all the characters yet. I just started with her, but it's 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 nice to try new things. So, and for two ninety nine, I could beat that with a stick. So that's what I did. Uh, my the past couple of weeks. What about you and Chief? Um. God, it was like, I forgot, it's been two weeks. There's like so many games. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'll, I'll mention like a couple of them. Um, I think within, Sharpie, you could correct me, and I don't know if you mentioned this before, but in the last, I think in the last couple of weeks, we played uh, 20XX, right? Yeah. Um, did you mention that one already last week or yeah. something? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I won't go too much into it then. Mega Man style game. Um, Roguelite. Roguelite. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Uh, we I guess we still got to try to get at least it one completion like through. Mega but Man too. What's that? It felt like Mega Man too. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference the, between the, the weight, the different Mega Mans. I don't know. It was specifically two, or you mean there was like revisions from one to two that kind of made it feel more. Oh no, like no, no, two. no! I'm just saying like it. No, when I meant two, as in T O O. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Mega Man. <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't know you were that like knowledgeable about the differences between all the Mega Man iterations, but. Okay, yeah, it definitely feels like Mega Man as well. You're right. Because um, we played that. Uh, I don't remember. Well, I think last week I played a bunch of uh, Fantasy Strike, which is, again, a game I have mentioned a couple times, um, a fighting game. And I went through and continued playing with, like, the character that I've been trying to get better at is uh, a guy named Rook, who's a grappler. Um, I had a friend who also I kind of convinced him to try it, so he was streaming it and... I was watching him play it, so I started playing it again like a little bit this past week, but didn't get too much time in with it. Um, Then I went to, I ended up playing a whole bunch of different things on like essentially one day because I wanted to, uh, essentially I like, I I bought too many games and I decided I wanted to kind of try like a bunch of stuff in a row. 
Um, so I, I tried the first thing that I tried uh, was a game called uh, There Is No Game. And this isn't in the order. I'm just kind of going off of what I remember. Uh, there's a game called There Is No Game. And it's kind of in a way it's, it's like it's a puzzle game. But it's, it, at least what I played, it was, I guess, made for a game jam at some point. <laughs> So I'm sure made in like a short amount of time um, with kind of restrictions in terms of what you can make or whatever. But it was really cool. It ended up being kind of like a puzzle game. But there was a narrator who would kind of like be cracking jokes the entire time and like kind of giving you hints on what to do and stuff like that. I don't want to spoil too much of it because I think people should actually play it. Um, but it's actually like really funny to the point where like I, I know there's a what is it? There's another game that a full fledged game that came out. I think it's called. There is no game like hyper dimension or next dimension or something like that. I'm forgetting the exact title, but I ended up buying that and I'm actually going to play that one this week. So, um, but it was like really fun. I, I suggest everybody play it. It's available on steam, but it's just called, there is no game. And there's a sort of short took me maybe, I think it might've been 20 minutes to finish the whole thing. So really cool. Um, also played uh teardown, which is something that we had all looked at. I feel like it was a couple of months back something like that i don't remember exactly where we saw the announcement for it but it's kind of like that minecraft looking like heist game um it actually came out like uh last week i played it i think the day it came out um and it was actually it's kind of cool it, it definitely sort of lived up to what we saw in the video where essentially everything is destructible and um it's like if you see a vehicle you can get in it if you see like a surface depending on what tools you have you can probably break it or you can set it on fire or whatever the case may be but um essentially i started out in um just playing the story mode because there's a creative mode that you can't do. is it creative not creative creative you can do but i believe there's like a multiplayer mode that you can't do unless you've done at least a certain amount of the story mode so i started playing the story mode and basically what it amounted to was you're like you know this no no face person you know, cause you're first person in your house and you get like messages from, um, your mother who's telling you like, Oh, we don't have any money. Can you like do some jobs for us to make some money? And what your jobs essentially are is to like, um, people will hire you to sort of do kind of underhanded construction type work. So I guess more destruction. So the first one, this guy's like trying to, I guess, build a new building and there's an old building that's there. That's kind of a historic landmark that he wants you to knock down, um, you know, sneakily, obviously, without alerting anybody. So that's your job. You show up and you can basically do whatever you want to to knock it down, which, you know, you have a sledgehammer. So you can just like knock walls out and stuff like that. You can pick items up. They had uh, they had like I think I guess they would be kind of container can canisters of gas or whatever that if you pick them up. You could essentially like light them and throw them at well, have them shoot off at the building and that would blow up a certain section of the building. Um, and it's kind of like it was a little sandboxy in the beginning. That was basically your only options were those two. And then it's moved on since then to have locations with cars where you can drive them through walls and like actually the cars take damage as well. You can drop things in the ocean. You can sink boats like all kinds of stuff. And they just keep on sending you on these missions where um you know, for example, the last mission, which is sort of an iteration of what you have been doing before the last one that I did, there was a, you had to break into this place and there were these alarms that you had to basically steal something and set off. It was set off an alarm and you had to set off like 
three of these alarms and get out of the area before 60 seconds went off. So you kind of had to um, plan how you were going to do it. Like I dumped the bulldozer into the water so that I could jump on the bulldozer and jump across to the other side of the lake because otherwise swimming is super slow. Had to like knock out some walls and like windows and stuff like that so I could jump out and sort of parkour around to get to the net from one building to the next and stuff. So um, it's kind of it's kind of fun so far. Um, feels a little bit limited in terms of, I mean, I am at the beginning of the game, but I was expecting it to kind of be a little bit more elaborate in terms of what you had to do. But right now, like I said, it's really just kind of it's been steel stuff in a lot of cases. One place has been a couple have been like destroy a building or sink a boat. And other ones have been like essentially like uh, drop a safe in water and stuff like that. So it's just kind of basic stuff. Hopefully it'll get a little bit more complicated towards like the end of the game or as you kind of progress further into the game. But still kind of fun nonetheless um i think a lot of what i did after that was kind of some a bunch of demos so it was one called like was it dandy ace i think it was which i think you were in there sharpie when i was playing dandy ace it was kind of like another i guess what would you call it like a maybe a dungeon crawler like roguelite or something like that i don't know i saw when i the saw dandy ace, i thought it was a i thought it was a, a mortal kombat spinoff <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you saw my wallpaper <laughs> no, it was yeah. The, yeah it was that magician one where like you're kind of or maybe it was you know what i think it was ryan that was in there you might not have been in there by the time we actually started playing but it's just you're essentially this magician who has this rival magician who somehow sucks you into some weird place where you have to go through you find these cards that give you different abilities and you kill enemies and you know, you keep leveling up your character and swapping out abilities for other abilities and making them stronger and stuff like that. Essentially trying to make it to the end, I guess, where you fight against this, um, you know, rival magician. But it's, it's basically it's it's basically a roguelike um, kind of, I guess, I think it's maybe three force perspective. Is that what it's called? Where it's kind of like on a slant, but it's still it's I don't know. I don't know what the perspective is, really. But, it's, you know, it's kind of like it basically it looks like Bastion. In terms of, you know, the perspective oh, and all isometric. that stuff. Isometric, I guess, is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, you're a magician. It's basically kind of that same type of game, but you're a magician fighting another magician. So that one was okay. Um, and then I guess, I think the last one I'll mention probably is, um, oh, what is it called again? Well, let me say two. One of them is Glitchphobia. Glitchphobia was kind of like this sort of first-person puzzle game. Um, and... Basically, they throw you in a room. You're clearly in like an insane asylum. And the idea is just like, you know, there's you're supposed to sort of figure out puzzles that make you cause you to think outside of the box. Um, like an f- example is, you you know, when you spawn into the room, there's a door and there's a picture right next to it that says walk through the door and it has arrows pointing at it at the door on the picture. And you c- try to walk through the door and you just sort of slam into a wall. But if you walk through the picture, the picture is actually the door. Is that kind of thing um, where, you know, they're trying to get you to think outside of the box. And I played that and I'm a big puzzle person, obviously, um, or at least I've said that in the past. I won't say obviously, but um, it was weird. That game, like I think they might have taken it, it. It had a weird side effect of when I started thinking outside of the box, I started thinking too far outside of the box. And so like there was a room that filled up with water and then there was a hole at the top so i swam to the top went through the hole and all of a sudden the whole room flipped upside down and i landed on the ground there were like three boxes in the room 
And I spent like 15 minutes trying to figure out what to do with these boxes before I just went back up in the water and looked around and there was a door and I just had to swim through the door. And it kind of had like that weird sort of like side effect of if somebody gives you no direction, you can just be spinning your gears for like such a long time. And it was weird because usually that kind of stuff finds me. Well, I find that intriguing, but this time it just kind of threw me off and I was kind of annoyed by the time the end of the game, the end of the demo happened. Um, So that's something I guess maybe I'll look into it in the future. We'll see. But it it, it was slightly annoying to me. Um, But if you like puzzle games, it might be worth a try. And then the last one, um, I guess that I'll mention is one that was called, uh, it was basically based on like this idea of a horror experience at a rave. And I I hate this game because it like strobophagia is the name of, I can never remember the name of this game, but you start out as this person who went to this, like this, this basically rave festival called the headless rave festival. And you get there and there's like this little Wi-Fi device that you have to connect your phone to. And using that, you have to figure out what the sort of solution is to get in the door to the party. So you get in the door and there's all of a sudden these people all dressed in. It's basically if you imagine a full body black bodysuit with like neon faces and like markings and stuff like that painted all over it. That's what everybody's kind of wearing and they're all dressing and there's like, well, sorry, they're all dancing and there's lights flashing all over because it's a rave or whatever. And there's music bumping or whatever. It's kind of confusing at first, but then um, you branch out into the forest, which it, like like I said, it's a rave. It's actually in the middle of a forest. So you branch out into the forest and you find like these different areas where there's these little things going on that are essentially puzzles that you have to solve in order to get these like um, little artifacts that are basically, you know, you have to solve. We'll say we solve three puzzles in order to finish the game. So you, you know, get out there and you have to solve these puzzles to get these artifacts that you put into this wall that actually leads you to the end. And essentially when you fail on those puzzles, somebody kills you and it restarts. And and I think it's kind of the game kind of relies heavily on backstory because like all the while, while you're doing all this puzzle solving and stuff like that, you're looking at your phone and there's like a feed of people who are all at this party who are talking about their experiences. And some people are like, you know, being all creepy culty talking about, Oh, you just need to submit yourself and like, <laughs> you know, drink the potion and let, you know, all these sort of cryptic messages that are, that sound very culty. And then you get that um, one girl that is just so like, that, what the fuck? I can't get any cultage around here. <laughs> cultage. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there definitely was one person who like, they were supposed to be the, I, I never really ex- looked to see if this person existed in the game specifically, but there was a person who's like, yo dude, something's wrong here. Like they just dragged my friend into the forest and he's like, I'm going to leave. And, you know, I'm just going to head out by the front gate. If anybody wants to leave with me, just come meet me out there. And like, you know, there's obviously the cult responses where they're like, you know, being creepy and stuff like that. So there was a little bit of element of at least some people who are who don't seem all about it and are really skeptical about what's happening and kind of scared or whatever. So that kind of added to the tension. And then like that feed that I was talking about with the cult messages kind of made you feel a little uneasy the forest was all dark except for you had um uh glow sticks or whatever that you could crack that actually they were in limited supply too you could crack those to get more light but it seemed like there was some kind i never reached this part but there was at least some kind of mechanics seemingly where if you're out in the forest with no light for too long then it'll i assume you get killed 
but it, the screen would start acting all funny and like, you know, getting a little static on it and stuff like that. So I assumed something was happening, but I always made it to where I need to go before something, anything happened. But I mean, over a while, it was kind of like, it got me really interested in the game. It was kind of a creepy experience. And I was, I just wanted to do something that kind of like got a, got my blood flowing a little bit for Halloween. Um, it was for, it was on, I think Thursday. Well, sorry, Friday. So it wasn't exactly Halloween, but just for Halloween weekend. But yeah, played a bunch of other games, some demos, some other stuff that kind of stuff didn't really stick out that much, I don't think. Um, but that was about it. Oh, one more thing. Tried. I got my uh, Oculus Quest 2. And yesterday was just kind of like having some friends and, and their kids try the uh, bunch of horror experiences. That's kind of what I was doing for Halloween. So we did like Five Nights at Freddy's and um, there was like some kind of Friday the 13th experience that they had that was more video than it was like game. it wasn't a game same thing with like it too we tried that so a whole bunch of stuff like that um but you got it already yeah it was i mean they're like readily available at best buy i, I ordered it oh and said i thought pick you it up. ordered it online oh i did but i just ordered it for um what's it called contactless pickup so i just drove or curb curbside pickup i just drove to the store they brought it out and i came back <laughs> so yeah, oh, I did I order it online it though. Like the, oh yeah, I, I just like think it is. Oh yeah. Um, but that was about it. So it made my Halloween fun. Um, what about you, Zeldrick? Uh, I only play a game for probably like a day. <laughs> um, uh, Thursday, uh, I had friends over and we carved pumpkins, and that was fun. That was my only a bit. Uh, you I make? made a I, I got a, um or my, a couple of my friends brought over like a ton of pumpkins and I say a ton, but they brought over like six. Um, There's only four of us. But um, I got a uh, I asked for a small one and all I did was put um three eyes of a, uh, into a triangle and then did the, the sharp mouth. And that's all I did. Um, One of my friends uh, carved out trick or treat on it and the other two made faces um, nothing really spectacular. Oh, actually, one of them made, well, out of the stencil, made an owl. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just simple and fun. And, um, and then, uh, we, yeah, that, that was about it. Um, I played a tiny bit of Final Fantasy 14, but all I did was just level up, uh, Gunbreaker. I finally got that to max. I finally got to rank 15 in Bajja. And, um, but like, I only ran Castrum like once this week. I was only playing for probably like a total of like three hours this week. Um, and then I played Doom Eternal yesterday for, I think like four hours. Um, and, uh, I'm playing that on Nightmare. I, I, I'm only on the third. I just completed the third level. Um, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit peeved that they don't tell you when the level is going to end because you have an option of being able to go back into the level. I, I, I assume so because in the first two levels, you had the option of warping back to the beginning of the level and then look throughout the entire thing so you can grab all the stuff that you missed. But I wish that it actually did tell you when you were going to leave. Um, either that or I'm just not miss or I'm just missing the button prompt. Um, and yeah, fucking playing, streaming that for four hours and 
playing on a nightmare that game's hard as shit um <laughs> the uh the only thing i'm a bit disappointed about is the soundtrack in doom eternal because it's not as banging as doom 2016 i kind of i i agree i agree because that album was perfect. it was perfect but then like perfect. for doom eternal it was just like it's kind of like just this um dark synth metalish sort of thing that's just kind of like like is so passive in your ears and it just kind of drudges and goes in and out and stuff and i i will admit that the the way that it flows in and out of battle and when you die and then you load back in and then you go back into the battle mm-hmm. like it all fl- yeah and it, it gets, gets louder, louder. It, it, it gets flows louder. really well it's just that the music is just so it's just not active is I guess the best way that I could put it. Like an afterthought. Yeah. Of the um, and from what I remember is that there was, there was some trouble um, with Mick Gordon and Id and Bethesda. Um, and I don't. So he didn't do the second. He didn't do the second game. Is that what it was? No, I'm oh, asking, oh, did he do the second so game? The, the thing is, is that I, th- I think he did. It's just that. Um. I think he didn't do he designed like a lot of it, but he didn't do yeah, he didn't actually perform a lot of it, if you get what I mean. So like he made the the sound design and stuff, but it seems like that he was only like half on the project because there there was a news article specifically about this um, where like a part of the reason why it was delayed like very slightly um was because of Mick Gordon um and it just seems oh yeah there's some right here it finally addresses the soundtrack controversy um and yeah there was a split over like Mick Gordon leaving the project of Doom Eternal um at some point during development um, so that does explain a lot of the reason why it feels like more of an afterthought, but it still kind of feels like doom. So the end, that was my week. What about you, Sharpie? Oh man, <laughs> this week, well, I played Fate Tactics and I gotta say that game is pretty good. Although it's not as deep as I was hoping it to be like how Final Fantasy mm-hmm. Tactics was back in the day um it does have features that tactics don't have which is like basically your your um you have like your your main uh characters which is i think it's up to three characters that you can have as like your main and um you get two two or three slots for monsters and i think that they'll grow over time um that you can have as like your extra units, right? So the leader unit, uh, so there's one, one main unit, which is like the main character of the game. And basically she can summon three, two or three uh, units, depending on how many orbs you have. And like, um, and if you got the, if you got the monster, right? And each monster has their own levels too. And basically you can have them on the field uh, helping you fight. And basic, and then you get like this global. You get three global spells, but in order to use those global spells, like it, it requires number of turns for you to be able to use them. Not only that, you have to have 
the main character alive in order for you for you to use them meaning that she's not even during the death death saving uh uh stage like if she's in the dead the dead saving straight stage you can't use these spells um so so i found i found that to be interesting one thing i wish that game had was being able to like rotate your camera it's not like like the, what would that do like for you well it makes it easier to to set tactical like be able to see it from a different perspective of like tactical attacks and there there's some areas where elevation um different elevation it's just like saying wait is that is that adjacent to that spot and all that like instead of having to move my cursor all the way over there like i could just you know turn the camera around just to see if the ele- uh, if that if if the two spots are um, in adjacent to each other it may, it'll it'll just make that easier but like it, it's not too big of a problem and there's not there it, nothing's like really upstaging the elevation from like it's not, not like the high elevation it's not like upstaging the low elevation behind it so it's not too big of a problem, but it will be nice if it if it had it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like one ch- doing like one stage can take up to like an hour. Even basically how it works is just, you know like tactics. Like you know you you don't like walk around anywhere. You're just given a point, and then that and then you st- start a fight immediately there, or you go to like a town, and then you don't like walk around town. You're just put into a store. Um. But how how this game works is that you're put into a stage and there's three sub uh, two or three sub stages within that stage. Uh, so like you defeated this stage. OK, now you're, you're on to the next part. And then like before you get to the next part, you can level up your characters and then like set set which uh, if your characters did level up, you can set like which which uh, attributes you want to put your points into and stuff like that. So that that's nice. And you and before each stage, you can actually set like, okay, uh, on this stage, do you want to have these spells or do you, do you want, do you want to keep your spells? Or do you want to switch out your spells, like the global spells and then like same with your monsters too. So yeah, that game's, that game's fine. It sounds a lot like how uh, XCOM uh, plays out. I mean, as far as, yeah, kind of like how XCOM plays out. Oh yeah, and there's like the whole miss percentage thing too. Yeah, but like it's too. not bullshit like XCOM is, right? Um, oh. sometimes it is. So I remember one time I had like a one percent chance to miss, and then it, it totally missed. So, yeah, that there was that. And since I got my quest two back in back back in eight, um, uh, not freaking April. I'm talking about Monday. Um. I spent time on Star Wars Squadron and I was like, damn, this is a totally different game. It it feels like a totally different game. And it it, it felt it felt great. Um, And just yesterday, I noticed there was a lot of sale going on 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 Steam. So I bought. What the hell did I buy? I, I bought the Space Pirate Simulator and well is that a vr game or something yeah yeah all of these are vr games that i'm going to list so i bought space pirate trainer raw data and until you fall 
and I tried all three oh, of them last night. Until you fall. Well, please tell me what you thought of it. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. I think it's one of the I think it's probably like the most fun out of all the games that I played so far. I'm on so VR. happy you said that. <laughs> um because yeah. like I, I I did a um a sponsorship thing for them when they were still in early access and I had a ton of fun with it and I've just kept playing it ever since then. Um I haven't played it since the f- official release, but like I'm I mean the um one of the devs follows me on Twitter and again, I'm in their discord too. And it's just, I'm so happy that like it turned out to be such a great success. Yeah. I mean, the official release, was I know, not even but still ago. like, so I, there, I there wish I was on top of it, but you played it on the, uh, after the official release. So, um, did you get to the end or no? That I get to the end. Uh, no, I just got to the boss because I I I I, I was playing um, other VR games too. Like so, I was just trying to test out what it looks like, like on every game that I already had, like Elite Dangerous and um, okay and Subnautica. I gotta say, Subnautica, <laughs> it's scary as fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played a bunch of those and. I even tried out some of the free games too, like the Exploring Fushimi Inari, and that that game, or I wouldn't call that a game. It's it, it just seems like just go around Japan, uh, uh, go around Fushimi, and just just look around. And air car. I don't know why people are having such a, or uh, I've been hearing people say like they've been getting motion sickness from air car. I, I wasn't. It's the really. only one I've gotten motion sickness from. You are sickness the from. only person that doesn't get motion sickness from air car. I tried that shit out and I, I got in there. I, I turned the car like I started to spin it and I was like, I immediately fell sick. Yes. Really? Man, I did <laughs> not get sick from it. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. I, but I will say this. The coolest one is... Uh, out of all of them, I think the coolest one was Star Wars Squadron. Hmm. Wait, so Until because You Fall is the best one, in, but Squadron is the coolest one? Yeah, the coolest <laughs> Yeah, the coolest feeling one was like um, um, Star Wars Squadron. I can, I can see that. Uh, I did personally have a lot of fun with No Man's Sky in VR, but I haven't tried it out in a long time to see about any of those bug fixes with it um but even with like flying in no man's sky like i that feels like it's second nature to me yeah and uh another one that i thought was pretty cool was what do you call elite dangerous like 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 how everything is just set up right like where the where the map is and like or the the map slash radar thing is like in front of you. Like I didn't realize that that was so far up, like in like in reality, I thought it was just like there in front of you, but it's actually like past your past where your legs would be if you were actually on the ship. And like, although like Elite Dangerous, there's a lot of UI in that game. So like the UI usually only pops up if you look at in a certain direction and that's how it is without vr but then like now like 
you don't have to press a button to ha uh, to to face that way. You just look at look at that direction, and then like a UI would just pop up, and then like all controls would still work that way. So I thought that was cool. But yeah, I so that's what I played, and I played a little bit of you know my my usual uh, my semi usual now, which is Valorant and um and my what what the hell what what other that i just play well i can't think of it right now but that that that's what I, that's what i've been playing anyways before we get before we continue please hit that subscribe button and like favorite share whatever you can to help us grow uh so did you guys watch the amd event no, but I heard um, everything about it. One, two. Yeah. Enlighten me. I mean, I don't Eight. even know to say. I wasn't. I I was just sitting there, kind of not paying that much attention, but I watched it. You Sharpies probably could speak to it more technically. So, AMD announced their graphics cards, mm -hmm. and I, I was like, "Oh my god, this is actually really good." But then again, this is just a presentation. We don't, nobody has like, well, nobody, not even tech. Oh, well, I don't know if tech reviewers have it in their hand. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't have it in their hands as of right now. But like until they actually get their hands on it, like we won't know for sure, like what they said on screen is true. But they actually showed all of, these like their cards. comparisons to other like the yeah. NVIDIA cards and stuff like that. Yeah, and if whatever says on the chart is true, it looks pretty promising. However, I'm still skeptical about two or three things. I'm gonna, I'm, I, I'll say this before I continue: is that my trust is still on Nvidia's cards right now. However, the AMD's cards looks very intriguing because. The price of it is cheaper. It uses less power, so less power on your bills, I guess. And there, and basically, you'll, and it's potentially more powerful, if not equal. There are some there are some mar uh, benchmarks that they show that was slightly weaker than the 30, 30 cards or the three thousand cards, but it looks pretty promising for its price. What you guys um, think? I think that with the numbers that they're talking about, all the charts and stuff, it's just like, yeah. I mean, if what they're saying is true, this is a huge step up just for AMD as a brand. Um, and um, being able to go into competition with NVIDIA. Um, the uh, It's always been the... Uh, the air that I see about it when it comes to like the this or that between the two is like if you can't get an NVIDIA card or if it's just like that it's more expensive, then you can go for an AMD card. But, you know, it's cheaper and it's not as good or um, doesn't reach the potential as like the current NVIDIA cards. But then you also have to deal with all the other stuff like the, the driver issues, the software stuff and all that are uh, this, that and the other thing. Um, so if, um, 
that's it's pretty much like what you're what you guys are saying is a is way higher up than previous uh records of how your cards go um now you just gotta have to live up to the to the hype of what you're talking about and it's just yeah now we gotta see what the reviewers say and then um i uh i also hear about the issues that people have with software and the driver stuff and um i think that they do have they do have that to contest with though if things if they are like really increasing their productivity and changing the way that they do stuff i don't know about changing the way they do stuff let me step back um to actually like increase the amount of performance that their cards get in comparison with Nvidia then there's hope on their software side because this is an upgrade to their previous architecture the RDNA um now it's the RDNA 2 so now we got we just got to see what the reviews are what the software is for their new cards Yeah, well, yeah, there, there's that. And I was more intrigued on the fact that they said, like, if you have an AMD uh, CPU, or more specifically the 5000 series, that you're, you're able to, like, do the, what was it? Like, their boost, smart whatever access. the hell they, they called it. Yeah, smart access. And it uses, it, it basically does do, the, it goes through their infinity, infinity fabric. What? It was it the Infinity I Fabric, Infinity something in the it, for, for the GPU. Um, so I thought that wasn't that was it then just basically utilizes like two whole components of your computer to then drive up the uh, the the graphical and the game performance. Uh, just utilizing all of those both resources, but um. What does that go into for like people that are streaming? Because then people that are streaming, if they want to use, say that they do get a um, six thousand card, would they be able to do the smart access thing? Because my first thought is that they wouldn't be able to, because if they do have a five thousand um, processor and then they have the the six thousand um, graphics card, then they're kind of uh, at the um, they're they're at the the they have to limit themselves from using this the smart access uh sort of stuff because they're streaming at the same time i don't know that's just my first thought about it i mean what like t what do you think about this i don't know i haven't had like much uh experience with like the amd components like probably since college so i honestly don't know like in terms of when people are talking about driver issues and all that kind of stuff had no idea about that because i haven't really like i said it's, it, essentially i didn't build my gaming pc until i think it's been like five years now but before that i had been basically a console player so honestly i have no idea like in terms of how they compare to the new cards i guess it would be um we'll have to wait what's well, sorry the new cards the the, the 3000 series cars from nvidia i'd be waiting to see how they compare um but i mean just from you know my experience currently with like the uh 
my 1080s and stuff like that. I feel like I've had a really good experience with them. So at least I'd still trust like NVIDIA for their cards. So I don't know. I just don't, I don't know much about like AMD processors or AMD GPUs or anything to even say like, you know, whether or not, you know, I can trust them, whether or not like they're going to be good or anything like that. I have no idea. That's kind of why, like when I was watching it, a lot of it was like, sort of just sort of kind of flew over my head. I was just like, Oh yeah, new cards. Cool. We'll see how it, how it comes out. Um, but I mean, that is kind of smart that they're, they make it so that there is some kind of benefits that you see from having like a CPU and a GPU, both from uh, AMD. So I think this is kind of, it's, it's, I feel the same way as you do, but it's also like we, now we kind of have to hold you accountable for like, like you're really going, this is the, the sort of metrics that you're talking about in regards to comparing yourself to the three, the, the 30 series. So is it really going to be true? But then I just had a thought. As, well, yeah, definitely. If you're going to be building your whole computer around like their components, not even, I mean, not, not even that, of, but like if you have like a, a new Intel um, processor and you're not going to be able to use the smart access stuff, um, it's still the capability of what the 6,000 graphics cards are, are capable of, even without that stuff, like they, they had those, those charts for it. Um, I believe it was only one chart that yeah. it was like a one to two percent increase. No, 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 no. Like, no. I don't know if that, how, uh, how that's much not it because that's the rage mode. The rage mode oh, is yeah, a, like a right. one to two percent increase. The smart access is something completely different. Um, uh, but anyways, um, I, as you were like previously talking, I was starting to think like, what's the long run of these cards? Um, like the longevity of it, because it still seems like I still f- have this kind of feeling that you're, uh, uh, that you're, um, that the AMD is just still like a little bit below like that. The NVIDIA like, um, demographic, it seems like it because like, just because of what they're, past history has been like with their graphics cards so it's really now that we're just waiting like is what you said is actually true so um i'm not holding up for anything but uh however even if if it gets relatively close to what the um the rtx 30 cards can do um as far as for performance um it's still the price point is what really sells those cards because you got um, their top card, which is a thousand dollars, five hundred less than the thirty ninety, which is benchmarking it itself against. Um, but those benchmarks, from what their tables said, is with the Rage mode and the Smart Access. Um, their sixty eight hundred XT. Yeah, oh, the 6900 XT is benching oh. against um, the 3090 cards and their um, their bar graphs for how many frames that their games were getting was with the Rage Mode and the Smart Access activated. So essentially, in order to get, if that's accurate, in order to get that kind of performance, you do need to have like an AMD chip You need to have an well. AMD 5000 chip. Which means that you would have to build your computer right now 
with AMD in mind to be able to get that performance. Yeah, so you need like the new board, the new chip, the new and the new graphics, like the GPU. That and we're uh, yeah. see, start seeing all red <laughs> PCs uh, for, yeah. for now. Um, you know? But then, but the other thing is that we don't know how much of a big performance boost the uh, the smart access gives people. We don't know that yet. So that's the other thing. Um, the 6800 XT cards is benching itself against the 3080s. Um, and that is priced at 700, uh, yeah, 700. Was that right, Sharpie? Um, 6080. Uh, which one? The, the 6080 700? XT. Oh, the 680. I think it was, I remember it being okay, cheaper. So then, okay, so I, I think I had it right originally. So, um, in my mind, 650 for the, um, 6800 6, uh, XT, 100 less than the um, base card for the 3070, sorry, 3080. And then the 6800, flat out, just 6800 Radeon, is comparing itself to the 3070 and the 2080 Ti. And that one is $50 less than the 3070. I don't know what that price point is off the top of my head because I never even bothered to look at the 3070s. Um, so, um, but all of those bar graphs are... So, the uh, and I guess to um, further specify this... Well, okay, well, so here's the prices. The 6800 is 580, the 6800 XT is 650, and the 6900 XT right. is 1,000. Um, and... The way that these graphs went is the 6900 XT, the bar graphs compared the 3090 with Rage Mode and Smart Access on. The 6800 XT compared to the 3080 with Rage Mode on only. And then the 6800, comparing itself to the 3070, um, the 2080Ti, I believe didn't have both of those activated. Um, why they decided to do that type of um like charting and say and like only and to kind of like sort of pad their numbers a bit is I feel like is a little bit misleading, but I mean, I don't know. I feel. You gotta put I your guess best so, but forward. then you could also like have these yeah. bar charts say like, oh, this is with because the rage mode they already had explained before these charts that it's a one to two percent boost, which it just by saying one to two percent boost, it tells everybody that it's just like, yeah, yeah, fucking whatever. I don't care. It's um, not much. But yeah. the smart access, because <laughs> it's so arbitrary, um, only giving a bar graph with the 30, uh, sorry, with a 6900s XT that says with rage mode and smart access, comparing it to the 3090 is like, okay, but what if I have already a processor that I'm not going to change for the next like three years? Like, so what about my performance then? So now you have to wait for another couple weeks for these uh, tech reviewers to get their numbers out to see what happens. Maybe they're not expecting the numbers uh, to be the that thing good. Is, is I don't think they're going to be that good. Um, I mean, I, 
I don't think I don't it's know, that's be the thing. Bad. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I just yeah. think that it's going to be a little bit underwhelming when you compare the two because your their their entire pitch was competing against the RTX 30 cards. And then I see I just don't want it to be one of those like okay, well you're again like the lower sort of like a brand to go to for these graphics cards and now you're telling people that if they actually wanted to get the performance of i mean for their their um their 6900 xt anyways to get the performance that they wanted as like the 3090 because uh, i mean if you're going to shell out a thousand bucks instead of the 1500 for 3090 i mean like you know now you have to shell out another what four hundred dollars for another for a processor so it's basically the cost yeah, of exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what's, what's interesting about this is that not everything beat well, no, the 3090 no, I'm, I'm, on this chart, right? Like some of them were actually lower. It, like if you look at like Doom Eternal and like Resident Evil 3 and Wolfenstein. But it wasn't any less. Like they right, were all you, weaker. When you look at these, it's not like, you know, oh, they're weaker, but like by what? Five average frames? Yeah, I'm surprised they wouldn't just lean into more so into the idea that, yeah, it's it, you know, if it doesn't hold up to the uh, the 3000 series, like, yeah, it doesn't, but cost $500 yeah. less. Because <laughs> I think that's actually a huge selling point for a lot of people. The fact that the 3090 is so freaking expensive is like, that's a turn it off a for turn a ton off, of people. But I, I feel it, like that when yeah. you don't give people all the information of like, well, this is, it's a, it's it's a little bit misleading. Yeah. However, like with yeah. all these charts saying like, oh, with like 4K and um, on Ultra and stuff like that. And all of these charts are averaging above 100 frames. Uh, I don't think any of them dropped below 100 frames. Um, oh, they do? No, okay. some of them do. Yeah, like I'm, I'm looking at it right now, like Borderlands 3, Division 2, and Gears of War 5, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider on the highest settings um neither of the cards went above 100 why is shadow of the tomb raider on there shadow of the tomb raider has a very good benchmarking mode and it's the first game that uses DirectX 12 yeah but how old is it though it's pretty old but it, it but it's it has a very good like way uh, uh it, it the way how the like based on my understanding, the way how their engine was built, like it's a very good way to test out like like how well does the the card processes. I hate that you guys said it's pretty old, but Shadow of the Tomb Raider is two years old. Yeah, but when I say it's pretty old, it's not, well. If I when I think of it as it's old, it's not like it's literally you know it's a decade old or something like that. I'm, I'm just talking about in terms of like. How quickly else on this the list. spec requirements for games yeah. can like run up to the point where like if there's a two year old game and your game can run that like super well, that won't necessarily say everything it needs to about whether or not it'll run whatever the latest, you know, latest greatest is of whatever at ultra speed, ultra settings. I mean, I just, I'm just saying that because of how fast things I think, progress. It's definitely not no, an no, old no. game. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that. I'm just gonna make a guess. Like the your um, 6900 XT cards 
at the 4K Ultra settings, um, I feel like it's going to maybe drop an average of 15 frames on all of them. Oh, you the mean numbers the numbers that they, that they showed, showed? Yeah, it'll probably be 15 I feel like less. It's gonna drop yeah, yeah. Them. I thought you meant like it's going to be dropping 15 frames at I a time while you're playing. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to price per frame, the 6900 XT is still way more. Uh, it is, value. and I guess we need to start putting this in perspective because um, when when uh, because these uh, the 3090 cards. Their their fucking marketing pitch was so wild because they were just like yeah like fucking 8K gaming and then then um who the fuck has 8K and who the fuck is actually having that type of rig when it, who in the hell averages on playing 4K ultra and wants to in like the next six months. Like you're pretty fucking rich at that point. Like nothing on you, but well, yeah. yeah. But well, anyways, here, here, yeah. Here's here's kind of like a devil's advocate uh, when it comes to that statement. Um, and I, I I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, uh, as like a you know like a, a counter argument type of way. Um, remember when the twenty thousand series came out, or twenty <laughs> the two thousand series came out, not twenty thousand. Um. Remember when when they says like, oh, yeah, we have this thing called ray tracing for uh, real time ray tracing now. Like a lot of people didn't give a fuck. Right. Right. And then now, like like now it be, it's starting to become the norm, even on consoles. Right. And NVIDIA, it's already on their second iteration of it. So it's like way, way, way more progress. Like right now we're looking at, you know, AMD's first iteration of their ray tracing. And we're like saying, oh, how how much can we trust on that when uh, NVIDIA is already on their second iteration of it? Which is probably going to be better than their first iteration. Okay. So like when it, so the, the, the thing is, is that um, NVIDIA is already talking about 8K gaming, meaning like it sh it's starting to say like, Oh yeah, so our games are gonna work really well in 8K, meaning like, you know, by the time 8K starts starts becoming the norm, um, like like they're way ahead of the game already. Yeah, it's kind of like saying we're to a degree we're future proofing uh, this car. Like <laughs> well, it's not just future proofing, it's like you know, for future iteration, it's more like we, uh you guys have more. Uh, Sharpie, you pulled in the us. biggest like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna let you finish without actually letting me finish. So like, if I can actually finish, okay. <laughs> so oh, yeah. go, go the ahead, entire marketing pitch of 3090 was 8K gaming. However, the way that you're actually going to be playing your games or a better benchmark for your 3090 is playing these games at 4K with the DLSS, playing these games at 1440 at Ultra, that sort of thing. Because as far as we all know, playing games at 1440p is like the sweet spot when you're playing at your desk and uh the 4k is more of like that's the the luxury of things if you're able to actually sit back and actually play something on a bigger screen and that sort of thing like there's a different demographic when you're playing a computer game at 4k and 1440 the entire marketing thing of the 8k stuff is 
this is what they're looking there's this is the potential they're trying to they're trying to go for with their dlss and their ai stuff and their ray tracing but this is the future that they're trying to go towards so all of these benchmarks that we're going to be seeing for the 6900 xt is going to be the same exact thing that all the tech reviewers do did for the 3090 which is testing these at 4k testing these at 1440 uh, all this other stuff because the 8k stuff is something that is like really far out there and also is kind of hit and miss so we're going to see be seeing these benchmarks that is not what nvidia is promising but really what what does the this the 6900 xt cards and the 6800 xt all actually all of their cards are going to be at 4k and 1440 um and i think a lot of people out there would agree with me that if uh, that your computer is at your desk and if you're some people actually don't have like 1440p screens they either have a 4k or they have a 1080 um actually most likely 1080 um and according According to steam Steam. right so um how do these cars perform all of these cars perform uh, at 1080 and then like like super sampling and all this other stuff with going to to the higher resolutions so there's I, i don't know how amd cars perform in that sort of demographic at all um the amd sort of graphic card market is pretty like new to me i don't really know much as to well i i don't know i could it's mainly because i haven't paid attention to them as much um because i buy a card and then because there was a lot of bad user trust yeah behind amd cards um so it's that's another one of those things of um what we're looking for so it's not just what the chart said of here's these range of games at 4k ultra which is what all of them said all those charts said right even the the um, 6800 yeah <laughs> i so, think so yeah yeah and I, i'm i'm excited to see the uh the shake in the market yeah so what are you guys planning to do are you still going to get the three thirty eighty, or are you is the is the six thousand series like in your mind now? Neither of them are 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 on my mind right now. I just <laughs> feel like if I get a graphics card, I gotta get everything else, and I I want to build another PC. So not um, like from scratch. Maybe, well, maybe I mean you Sharpie built your computer, so correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I didn't really well, build it. It was a pre-built. Okay. Pre-built. It's like the specs are pretty good, right? Other than yeah, it's the still pretty use good. That's the thing. Like, I, I think if at all, I would say like if in the next like six to seven months. Yeah, I don't know if the three thousand series will be worth it for her because her PCI slot. I don't know if it's going to handle like you know. P- I don't. I don't. I think it's like still PCI Gen three or two. Oh, okay. Hmm. That sounds real low right now. So, um, yeah, but I, like I said, I. I, I just want all the homies to get their graphic cards and, you know, enjoy that PC crispy life. I hope you don't got a lot of homies. <laughs> they ain't fast, not a lot of these cards. <laughs> I know a few homies that got some cards. They I, I, they already got, they, they got some of the uh, 3000 series like NVIDIA cards. Yeah. Nice. Oh, That's cool. So jelly. 
Yeah, so I'm not. That's a rat race on its own. Even if I had the money, I'm not trying to go through that rat race. I'm barely can't even get my my next console out. But you already so, pre-ordered it. I don't have yeah. a shipping date. No, but you already <laughs> pre-ordered it, which means you're going to get it. I'm not gonna get it when everybody else get it though. That's, well, I think that's no, no. Wait, wait, we're talking wait, about the console. But here's the. <laughs> No, no, but she's saying her thing. It, she's probably not in the first round of like consoles <laughs> that are getting shipped. Hold on, yeah, oh yeah, but she is gonna <laughs> get it. Okay, <laughs> like, all of us that have been wanting a graphics card, the thirty series at all. We, we, the one thing is, why don't you just let like you hear this a lot? Why don't you just let us like put our name on a list and you just ship it to us just whenever you get the card in when, when it's, it's ready. ready. Yeah. You actually have the pre order in. You're definitely going to get one. Flimsy on. The- so, so you saying I'm? So you saying no. I'm whining? Uh, I'm whining uh, right now. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, if you want to put it that way. Okay. I mean, okay. I understand. I understand your frustration, Zeldrick, in your case because I know you've been hunting for a graphics card, and. Is, the San Francisco thing go? Oh dude. well, the San Francisco thing. So, um, the uh, I drop. Actually, before you say, it, can you just yeah, just like describe so, what it is real okay. quick. Um, it, it is a raffle to get a one hundred percent chance to actually buy it. <laughs> so you put your name in, and it's like, oh, pick like five names out of a hat, and it's like, oh, they called your name. That person can go to the store and buy a graphic card. So it's just. Oh, yeah, I think they're having so this kind of they next did that for the PlayStation too. 5, too, at the beginning, right? No like idea. initially, because you, you had to sign up for that well, list or whatever. Thing, and then no, they would pick people who could pre-order. I think that was by PlayStation. Yeah, this is like by. Yeah, by no, I'm the, just saying it's, it's same kind concept, of the same though. concept that we're it's, with Sony that they drew a bunch of names out of a hat and they were they said that um, depending on your loyalty to the brand or her or her, her, whatever the fuck it was. I guess that part's like, different. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, let's just like throw a bunch of names and emails out there and be like, yeah, like you got your chance to buy a buy a PS5 from us. Um, meanwhile, when the video uh, got announced or it got released or the stream went up of the uh, PS5 announcement and stuff, Target and Best Buy and whoever the fuck was like, yeah, pre-orders are up. Fucking go ham. <laughs> um. Yep. But um but yeah, so I put my name into uh into that list for to be able to buy a graphics card. Um and I got an extra entry in because I shared their post publicly on Facebook. Um but the entire debacle about that entire thing is me going way out of my way to do this. Because this is San Francisco. That is the nearest place for central computers for me. I am about an yeah. hour and 15 minutes out um, on a eh, somewhat, somewhat good day on traffic um, from where I'm at. And um, but the only reason why I was able to get in, get my entry in. And uh, this is like in the middle of the week that I did this. And I was only able to do it because I dropped my sister off at the airport at six in the fucking morning, went back to my dad's place, waited there for like 30 minutes, went back into San Francisco, 
put my name in, drove all the way to fuck home. <laughs> so fucking I the amount of lengths that people have to go to just to buy an RTX 30 card is fucking insane. And I hate it. I hate it. Welcome to my TED talk. Yeah, this is known as the most. Yeah. And, and all retailers would say this, that this is this is the most uh, hyped thing in any technology that they ever experienced more than the PlayStation three and the PS two. Do you guys think it's going to, the same thing is going to happen with the uh, AMD cards? Yep. It's more graphic cards in the wild. They don't be and and they're cheaper. And they cheaper. <laughs> People are going to grab that. People are going to grab that real quick. And then they're going to be scalped on eBay for an extra $500. And it's just like, Fucking at that point, just buy your 30 fucking 90 if you can. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Or maybe that's maybe that's their strategy. Maybe that was an anti strategy is like saying, well, you can't sell this for five hundred dollars more because the otherwise it'll fucking be the same Saturn price. Called. They wanted to give your tinfoil hat back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've been on this topic for uh, long enough. Um, so uh what was it called oh yeah cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again understandable but i want to see what you guys are th thinking about Man, this it, it's it's always a delay with these games ain't it it's like the norm i kind of don't like it you I don't know will you say I, these games what are you talking about these games uh what else got uh delayed uh Mask, uh, masquerade, bloodlines, Halo. bloodlines two, Halo. Uh, Halo, um, um, Far Cry six. Okay. Wasn't there another Ubisoft game? Um, now Valhalla looked like it's okay. gonna be on time. Um, that's yeah, yeah. that's a launch title, right? So I there's been a lot of delays this year, you know, and yeah, it's also been a weird year though. Yeah, I I gotta be sympathetic about that as well so at this point i'm not like i ain't, i ain't as hype as i was three months ago for cyberpunk i can't wait to play i'm gonna pre i'm gonna get the game it's coming out around my birthday so that'll be a great game to have for my birthday but then now what i'm gonna do for november like play call of duty for the whole yeah, month of November? because that's what you always do. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that what you're going to be doing anyway? <laughs> Even if you did get the game, you're probably going to do that. You play Cyberpunk for like no, three hours no. and then right back to Call of Duty. If I, if I got it around the same time, I would have played Cyberpunk first. That would have been a heavy, heavy rotation on that. But then the Call of Duty is like, I got to do the campaign for Call of Duty. Yeah, but I bet you that's going to be like, you could probably knock that on to like three streams or something. Mm. I'm sure it's going to be like 15 hours or something. But I do have a question for you real quick. Cool. Why does uh, the fact that it's delayed sort of decrease your hype for it? Because especially with that company, they I swear they were trans. They were they were trying to be transparent about don't worry, guys. They did a lot of promo, a lot of promo months before this announcement that reassured us that this game was going to be like on time you know night cities uh, every month every couple of weeks they got the little new episodes and to show us deep inside and then when to have the game delayed it's like 
I'm just not excited. This game is not going to come out to 2077. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, well, wait, just, it's not that they they weren't transparent on it being on time. They were just transparent of how development was going and what the just just stuff in the game was going on and what they were cutting out. Yeah, because isn't this like the second time they had to they had to push back? Third, more like the third. Or third, yeah. So I, did, I don't know. That'd be kind of weird. It's not weird by much. Coming on time. It's not by much this time. It's not like yeah, yeah, months it's not crazy. ahead anymore. Um, but it makes sense, like because it's not about like when they say like they hit gold, that means the okay, game is complete. So I actually want to stop you right there. Do you guys remember exactly what I was talking about on the podcast about it going gold? What? What? Which one? Just because it's gold doesn't mean it's not ready. It's exactly. not ready to go. No, it means the game. Yeah, yeah. Gold means that like the game, like the development of the game is complete. That doesn't mean like all the bugs like, have been so fixed. So when the game, when we talked about when like the game went gold, and then there was, I think, not short after, before or after, um, it went that they announced that it went gold. They're like, oh man, like we gotta go on crunch and shit like that. And then people were like, "Why the fuck do you have to go on crunch? You just you said it went gold." And my exact my exact words were, "Just because it went gold does not mean development stops. Because you have the day one patch to to go through. You have all the the Q and A to go through. You have all the development of the multiplayer and like the the after stuff of what they were going they want to put into the game. They they have all that to put into it too. So just because it went gold doesn't mean that that it actually stops and." I want to touch more about like the other um, like delays in general for like these games. But in regards to Cyberpunk 2077, the delay is specifically QA. And this is something that um, developers ran into, not the the delays, but the QA and the um, this the amount of development time that they had to put into a game because they're developing it for more than one generation of a platform. And in the specific uh, letter um, that they put out to the, the publicity, the publicity letter that they put out um, and it's an unprecedented amount of, I don't want to say unprecedented, but it's due to having to develop the game for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S, for the PC, for the Stadia, and then for one or two more platforms, I think. Like, I don't believe they list all of them, but what they specifically said was they that there were nine different platforms that they're QAing. And... And trying to release exactly. them all at the same time. Because you have other games that are... Yeah, I, yeah, I I can sympathize with that because like I've seen a lot of Kickstarter games that tried to do the same thing, and my it's god, a that fucking went horribly. nightmare. And that's why a lot of Kickstarter games are now like releasing it like in different chunks, right. For different systems, and I think uh, um, Lady and because uh, I I share this. This is the one thing I I share with like Lady um, about this. Remember Call of Duty Ghosts? How that was on PS3, PS4, and shit like that. Yeah, remember mm-hmm. how ass that was? Oh it's come not so on! Bad. That game was hot garbage. <laughs> that was a graphical nightmare. I, I I 
I'm sorry. I'm going to have to change my tune on that because I played something worse than uh, Ghost and that was Black yeah, Ops but 3. Black Ops 3 was on PS3 or PS4? Black Ops 3? Yes, they Black Ops 3 on PS4. And uh I don't think PS3 though. Right, but then like But you you you're talking about the graphical points of Right. Ghost. I didn't have a problem with the graphics. When I was playing on a 360, oh, the first Black Ops 3 was also on PS3. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. mm. well, as far as graphical with Ghost, um, when I played on the 360, I mean, I didn't know nothing about no graphics at that time. So at the point at the time, I didn't really care. I just felt that the story was trash at the time. But now I got older and played it again. It's. I haven't played multiplayer Ghost. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think nobody's in the <laughs> lobbies on PC, really. Um, but as far as the graphics, I played it on PC. It was, it, it was. I mean, it, when I streamed it, it was a little choppy. But as when all the like explosions and shit happened on the computer, then it started a little chop up a little bit. But when it was smooth, it was smooth. Mm. Um I, I, so. it's just a thing that was happening around that time where like the, uh, there were a few games that were coming out for both generations and they didn't come out as well. And a lot of the finger pointing was because you're a multi you're developing it for more than one generation of the platform. So you weren't able to put in as much time for it and they didn't do delays as much or or at all back then. Back in the days, in the 360 days, no, rarely a delay. Probably, I think the most delayed thing around that era was probably GTA right. 5. So, like, yeah, so. It, I feel like that just developing for more than one generation of a console, you just, you gotta drop it. You can't do it. You're gonna run into problems like this. I, 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 I ain't no, ain't no way. Well, look. I understand that. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to make a whole day. I'm going to make a whole little day on it. I might I might just hold it. I might not even play it till the 15th if it comes out on the 10th. Um, so when it, it and I, I feel the a uh, little bit of, uh, I guess, the quote, the hype for it, just dying a little bit because of the delay. It, it's just the only thing I feel about this is I feel really bad for the developers. Just because it's just it seems like it's a huge nightmare just to get the game to be finalized. Um, and but and then, not and getting wait, them. So when does December when does it come 10th. out? December 10th. Um, gotcha. Well, that's still an extra half or a little bit half more than half the month to actually get the um, to get, <laughs> try to get your graphics <laughs> cards. That is a good way of thinking about it. I did think about that. Um, when the when the you guys need a graphic a card party like the night before Black Friday or Cyber Monday you guys there's no way it's a graphics card party we finally get our graphics card we we put in our little cradle and then we it'll be nice though that was what me that what me and the ladies did for our Xboxes we we linked up we made sure everybody had one but do we want to talk about like uh, a couple of the other delays, like Halo Infinite, Far Cry, 
somebody said they played it already and they said it's not going to be a year delay that's a rumor that's some, just some shit I mean, I saw on it's, Twitter. it's more about like not not even just how long of one it's more about like the reason why there was and just didn't you didn't you see the presentation i th- you didn't see the last I, gameplay of it? I, you, the one where Master Chief fucking goes up that mountain and then sh- like shoots a bunch of dudes and then fucking the Urukai talks to him about like the heat of battle. Yeah, I saw that one. That's not what I'm talking about. The so there okay. was a creative director and the director of the game that left the studio. Oh, yeah. So, um, do you know why they left? I don't think that there was a official statement. Um, that means something happened in the background. Anybody that been in the video game industry a long time and dealt with their hands clean. Hey, this is Maria Ramos. Uh, I've been in this company for like 20 years and I've decided to retire and spend the rest of my days with my family. That's what somebody when their hands is clean. If some nine out of 10, you know, the, the video game industry, it'd be like dirty, like scandalous, like scandalous scandalous so for him to like leave without saying why he did he go to another job did he want to retire it leaves question marks in people's brains on why did he leave my case is something must have something must have not went smoothly where he was working at um apparently because you don't want to talk about it um but that will i don't know will it hurt halo I'm still with I'm on the same boat I'm on the same boat with Cyberpunk 2077 I'm like less hype less hype for the Halo because it's like I'm so used to delays now what's the point of being hyped for a trailer and then three months down the road you get gameplay and then two months down the road then you get a delay like how how one person is supposed to expect to be hyped for a game like I'm I'm just I'm not as hyped with Halo. So the uh, creative director, um, he was replaced. Um, uh, well, the creative director Tim Longo left um, three four three back in August. Uh, uh, August sixteenth. However, the, the director um, Chris Lee left as of a writing of um, a couple days ago, and um, the. So he just said, fuck it, I left, fuck it, I'm um, gone, or I want to retire, or I had, or there was like indifferences of who I was working with that, that made me have the decision to leave. Do you know anything? Uh, that's the thing, because I'm trying to find the article specifically for it, but like, uh, in reality, the writing for this specific situation was on the wall for a while. Lee was side- sidelined once Microsoft announced they were bringing in Joe Staten to work on the campaign and Pierre Hintz to work on multiplayer. So his role had been already reduced, if not eliminated for some time. Um, and Oh, he's just mad because he got demoted. Yeah. Lee was That's overseeing it. the long-awaited next entry. Um, however, uh, they delayed Halo Infinite to sometime next year. Um, and then he's still a Microsoft employee though. And he told Bloomberg, he's looking at future opportunities. I believe in the team and am confident they will deliver a great game. And now is a good time for me to step away. Oh yeah. He had some issues with the people he was working with. It's okay. 
It's all right. I mean, it happens to everybody. It happens in video games. It happens in tech. It happens in coffee. It happens everywhere. Um, it, it seems like that it was more that Microsoft was like, hey, we want these two guys to like be a lead of this and be a lead of that. And then the director was like, hey, I'm here, guys. Like, I'm I'm the director of 343 Studios. And then it's pretty much like he was just being sort of pushed away. And he's just like, hey, could you not? Like, you can be a part of the team, yeah. And then, like, your stuff is accounted for and everything. <laughs> but, like, now instead of, like, you being the sole decision of everything, we got, like, three, you plus two other people in the works and stuff. And then he's just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to, like, bounce out. Fuck it. I mean, that's understandable. I, I would, too. <laughs> I would, too. I would, too. Um, I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I, I understand. What about Far Cry 6? I mean, didn't. <sighs> I was really yeah. You were excited yeah. for Far Cry Six. A little bit. A little um. Bit. Well, the oh, it's not just Rainbow Six. Uh, sorry, Far Cry Six. That's the reason why I thought I thought it was another uh, game. Rainbow Six Quarantine was also um delayed. No. I like how you, your fucking your fucking scream was cut off like part way through on Discord. So you're like nah. <laughs> man I, I, you know what I don't even care <laughs> you just don't understand can a girl have something <sighs> I'm whining I'm whining no, no, here's the thing. Like, like, here, so uh, <laughs> this is another one of those things of like they were delayed and it's like that really sucks because like we get that 2020 is a fucking shit show and all this stuff and people were excited for a bunch of these games and stuff and then now like after like maybe the first like four or five games were delayed everybody should be of the mindset of eh, well this game's gonna get delayed okay um but like you know still be excited for it the it says here though um Ubisoft has announced that the delays for both of these games, as well as offering a brief update on its attempts at culture transformation, following a number of damning reports this summer. Um. All right. Cool. cool. Yeah. So I follow up. What is this? Uh, earlier this year, we introduced you to Far Cry Six, the most ambitious game in the series to date. We promised an immersive fantasy to lead a modern day guerrilla revolution set in a rich yada yada yada. Um. While we know you are all anxious to get your hands on the game, we want to let you know that we've been given more time to allow us to make this game, make this the game you would aspire to play while focusing on the well-being of our teams. In this unprecedented global context, our teams around the world are working in the studios and from their homes to pour their passion and creativity into making an unforgetting, unforgettable game, one we hope you will love. Um, that was about Far Cry 6. Um, as far as for quarantine, uh, um, I quickly looking over this, I'm not really sure. But Ubisoft's financial statement also shared a brief update on what it calls its culture transformation following a summer of damning reports highlighting the company's toxic work culture. Because if you all remember, there was a bunch of leads, bunch of head honchos on there that were labeled. Oh, yeah, they oh, were yeah. labeled as sexual predators yep, and shit. Yep. Um, and uh including allegations of serious sexual misconduct directed at senior staff. Um, so mm. it seems like it's a lot of like, I mean, 
the Far Cry 6 announcement of being like, yeah, we want to delay this and like make it the best that we can. And as usual, because like now we have to take more time because people are working from home and shit like that. And we all get that. It's like we should be expecting at least one delay from all these games that were supposed to be coming out or at least announced this year. Um, however, when the uh, the financial statement that was released saying that, hey, we want to take these fuckers out and we want to like either replace them or move them around, you know, do the Ubisoft thing of not actually firing people. Um, but uh, to change the culture or whatever, change the people or whatever the hell, make it better. Eh, I think it's a good thing to point the finger at that. Go for it. Uh, well, we just got to be sympathetic and make sure that all the employees are taking their time and not overworking and not stressing out mentally with these games. Because, you know, even though we kind of whine and bitch about it, it's not really serious at the end of the day, because what's important is to people, the people's well-being about making these games. Yeah. So we have to consider that as well. Um, I've seen a few times on the, on the Internet people like sending death threats to these developers because of these delays that should i really that's fucked up that that's, really is yeah it's really fucked up and that's actually something that is very specific with um cyberpunk 2077 that's that's the huge blow up of um from the um from the delay again is that they are getting death threats and the ceo is um well my first thought on this is it's not really to treat it lightly to, it, you don't my thought for like myself is that's like yeah fucking people are always gonna do that fucking whiny bitches are gonna be whiny bitches whatever um but as far as for like the team and like how they should handle it and i guess the culture for it um yeah if you know anybody that is like <laughs> yeah i'm gonna send a death threat or like just the company itself like no they they reported every single one of those and like that's something that's not taken lightly at all ever and also stop being a whiny bitch <laughs> all right i will very true okay uh can i can i can i put like a little tidbit in there can we talk about the 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 ultimate mortal kombat 11 ultimate uh combo pack that was announced Oh, did you guys talk about that? Uh, well, you are you talking that? about combat combat pack six so. or tar sorry two? Holy shit! No, not six, two. Yeah, <laughs> with Rambo, um, Rain. Oh wait, wait. Did I talk briefly about talked about Rambo. Rambo as far as for because he was his trailer dropped last week. Or yeah. sorry, a week and a half ago. The full trailer. Um, I just but. I like Rambo. I like Rambo. Rambo looking real nice on Mortal Kombat. Did anybody else see it? Is he the only one you liked? Um, Melina was all right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't know. I feel like people aren't like going crazy about Melina, but people seem to th be excited wait, so about Rain though. The the um gameplay trailer for uh, Melina came out. No, I'm talking about the combo no, no, no. Okay. combo all pack. Right. Um. So I'm is Rambo, Melina, Rain, and that was someone it. else. No, it's just them three. Man, I just bought the I bought the I just bought the like the digital collection. Uh, with, I thought you already owned it though. I own Aftermath and everything before that, so I will have to pay extra for those three skins. I'm good. Um, 
I'm good for this. Oh, I thought you when you said I just I thought you meant recently. OK, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So. um, But yeah, um, Rain looked cool. Um, Rambo looked cool. But like I. I, I have I unfortunately fall under the man. All of these characters, when they play, they just look cool. But like Netherrealm and WB Studios just do a really good job on their visuals. So. I can't really say like, oh, man, they look fun to play. It's more like, man, this is fun to watch. <laughs> um, I. Uh, yeah, everybody kind of looks cool in that game. But as far as for like the only two people here that have experience with Mortal Kombat 11, like it is there some sort of like actual anticipation for these three characters to be like, man, this is finally Melina, fun. Uh, look, M- Melina, Melina wanted. They wanted people wanted Melina and they made sure when they put that uh, intro on there, uh, Melina let people know that they was looking for her. Uh, I think people are more disappointed. <laughs> She's like a million souls was crying out for me or some shit like that. And I think people are more disappointed about her. You mean look. a million hard they, dicks were looking for her? What? Wow! Oh, that mouth! <laughs> I swear, for somebody, wow. yeah, I know, I know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, she always had that mouth, right? Yeah, yeah she, she did. She, she, <laughs> but he, we're both right. It, it definitely is like a. There's a little bit of like you know a sexual sexuality that people are kind of like. <laughs> that's probably part of people's job to believe But like, obviously, you think there's the a reality mouth thing too. is that it's just like, man, I want Melina so bad. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Keep the mask on. Hold on. Just keep the mask on. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you half the people would say that. And then you have... <laughs> it's the other half. Just don't the take other your mask half. off. It's just like, yeah, fucking show me those sharp teeth. I take it off. I love sharks. Show me that, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they felt like a Mortal Kombat X Melina would be good or Mortal Kombat 9. So, um, I'm, 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 I'm I don't know. Melina, I don't know about. I want to get it. I want to get the combo pack for Melina, but I definitely get it for Rain and Rambo. Rambo was all nostalgic for me, like nostalgic. They really did a good job with it. So something I'm curious about is that, um, because I know this answer for Unsheathed Productions, but um, after playing Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R Super Combo Turbo. Yeah. Um, Super Ultra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tournament edition. <laughs> Featuring Dante from Definitely Cry. Um, are you, Lady Infamous, ex- uh, have any interest in Guilty Gear Strive? I don't know what that is. Answered my question. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's the accent core isn't even like the most recent you, Guilty Gear. I wasn't, I, I knew it's that. Like a couple iterations I, back. I, I, but the most, the newest one comes out in yes April. What's the name of it? That's that's Strive. Strive. Um, I'm. Uh, I heard there was some backlash on that though. Low key, am I right? It was it was it that game? Uh, no, no, it's the one you just bought. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you talking about the thing? Because they were adding, I guess they were adding like rollback netcode to like Accent Core. Um, and I think they and uh, a huge surge of players. Well, no, yeah, it wasn't even that, but I think one of the people who was working on like the rollback net code was in one of those kind of like um, 
I don't know if it was exactly a Me Too type scandal, but it was something where like I think they had some on this issue game with, like, on this game that I just bought for two ninety on that one. Yeah, yeah. on this game, <laughs> on this hold game, on. That's, on this game. The fact that I was gonna say, hold on, that? like it. So the the implementation, yeah. so the Guilty Gear Accent Core, um, it, it, the implementation of rollback netcode. It's the person that yeah. is, that implemented. No, it's it's not the guy from Evo, right? It's not him. No, okay, no, no, it's talking. not him. And so it, it was like so. It was a, it was actually a like I think a, a a developer, like an engineer that like he got fired from. I, I I mean, you probably could find this article. Actually, it might be the one that I sent specifically about the fact that there was a surge of players on this game. Um, the surge came because of like the rollback netcode they were implementing, and I think they were in the implementation of the rollback netcode. They had a guy contracting that had gotten let go from his job because of like some kind of issues. Oh, is it from the the Skullgirls? I think it is Skullgirls. It is Skullgirls. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm but, sure it, but it it's the perfect. Okay. Yeah, and Arc System Works said something like like they thought he he they thought like during that time he, he was going to resolve it. He was supposed to like resolve that. it, and then he didn't. So now they like they so stopped working. So is it working, the Gear or is it Skullgirls? Hold on. No, no, he was originally he originally worked like on Skullgirls and got like let go and then um arc system I think works he was contracted he, he, he was like the he, he was like the, the main guy for Skullgirls and that and he's the guy that like like laid wait, everybody off wait, no 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 that's that mm. guy that worked on the rollback net code for guilty gear he, i think they just contracted it like him to do some work on it expecting that like i don't I, i'm not gonna i can't say it's that guy specifically i'll try to find an article but um, the guy they just contracted, so it's not like oh yeah, this was the one guy doing it or something like that. But he somehow got contracted to work in some capacity on the fact that they were implementing the rollback netcode. Uh, what's a for... rollback netcode? Oh God, do we have like an hour to t- explain this? <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, let's put let's put it in a very short term uh, on what, what it is. Cause even um, I know what it is. Well, don't don't be don't be don't be uh, shitting on me because I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to find okay, out. So, What's uh, up? Yeah. So here's the the comparison. I'll start with the delay based netcode because this is something that you experience with, um, um, uh, with uh, Street Fighter Five. Um, start naming fighting games, please. Um, Street Fighter Five. Mortal Kombat. Uh, Killer Instinct has rollback netcode. Um. I'm sorry, what just Tekken, Tekken 7? 7. Te- okay, so Tekken 7 technically has rollback neck. Sorry, it does not have rollback net code. Um, but the developers say that it does have rollback net code, but everybody says you're fucking lying and we can all prove it. So it does have delay based net code, Tekken 7. Um, delay based net code is um it is the um amount the what judges the good connection is how far away you are from your opponent. Um, the, f- the farther you are away from them, the worse the connection is. Um, because it's the distance traveled to send and receive the data information, but also they, the reason why that Tekken 7 says that they have a rollback netcode is because they say that they simulate a certain amount of frames and they have a window for it. And there's a huge debacle on that that actually goes way deeper than that. However, rollback netcode. 
is you are playing against your opponent and there is a second it's essentially like a second game is kind of running in the background on the on the network and say that um there say that i throw out a punch at you um but there is a discrepancy between what the game is simulating and it thinks that i'm actually going to throw a kick and so you may see that instead of like the full animation of the punch uh, of the uh of the punch coming out you might get like maybe the first two frames and the last frame of it um it, so it it rolls it back and then actually implements the correct sort of um the the correct animations and the move for to send to you uh the delay based netcode what you usually get is um when the game pauses and it freezes on your like when you're when you two are fighting and that's the game trying to pretty much back itself up and then wait for the connection of your of the of the opponent and it's essentially a uh, a discrepancy between your connection and their connection and it's not specifically that there's something wrong with your connection or maybe theirs it's either one or the other most of the time but then it's there becomes a sort of problem between the two the two points matching with each other um on chief productions did, how much of that did i get correct <laughs> how much did i leave out of that I, I mean if we're if we're kind of just explaining it on a base level that kind of i think that was a good ex- explanation okay. I understood. Just like I understood. It, no, just because it, it gets that? like super like, complicated. It, it might have been technical, so I don't. Uh, did you understand that? I said I, I, said I understood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's just we weren't saying it to say like you know there was anything wrong with you not understanding it. It's just it gets super complicated um, how it works. That's all. As long as I just learn know the basics, then I can work <laughs> myself deeper into that conversation and deep into that knowledge but yeah so real quick just so you guys know so you have like the actual fact of it it says uh guilty here developer arc system works has confirmed that lab zero games the founder mike zymont so lab zero games yeah uh indivisible skull girls uh who was working with community developer team french cali burst on a ggpo rollback netcode patch for guilty here all that nonsense has been suspended from the project until he's addressed the outstanding matters, which were um, allegations of frequently (laughs) mentioning his genitals, (laughs) forcing unwanted physical contact, making sexual comments about himself or other employees' bodies, insulting coworkers privately or openly in front of other coworkers, or using very personal details to threaten or demean coworkers. So it's the same guy, yeah. Um, But like, like, I think it was Zeldrick or Sharpie, one of you two guys were saying, Arc System Works was under the impression that like that stuff was going to be resolved, but it just hasn't yet. So now they decided to kind of let him go. Well, that well, he had until until it's addressed. I guess. I guess he well, he had a chance to you know correct his fuck up, and he didn't. Um, maybe he can't. <laughs> <laughs> there, there might be like there might be some serious stuff coming down the so, road for him. I don't know. Maybe it's something. So to he give this into fast. perspective Sorry, with the ahead. games that you played, Lady Infamous, because you played Killer Instinct, right? 
Okay, and you yes. remember those matches feeling really, really good? Okay. Yeah. Um, with your Call of Duty matches on multiplayer, um, and I believe this is the same thing with Warzone. Um, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, you feel that those connections are really, really good, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Because sometimes I, yeah, because sometimes I get lagged out. Sometimes it'll knock me all the way out to the main menu sometimes. Okay. Um, but I mean, but mostly tolerable. Okay. Because um, you know? I was going to mention that the Call of Duty Modern Warfare uses rollback netcode. And there's actually a, an entire video um, explaining how rollback netcode works. And they actually, they probably go into it a little, just a little bit deeper than what I just did. And I will send you the link like right now. But it's, but okay. it, I'm, I'm glad that you did play guilty year um xx because and it's just another testament another game that you've played that has rollback netcode so we have one more person to be like fucking next fighting game rollback netcode please just do it i don't care what the fuck you're putting in your game just put rollback netcode <laughs> tends to make the online experience better tends to but yeah yeah. Uh, I think it's more specifically fighting games, though. I mean, it sounds like it might be Call of Duty as well. I don't know specifically. I'm going to check out that I video will, as well. But yeah, I didn't realize Call of Duty. But implemented here's the thing. It too. Um, uh, in previous Call of Duty games, I can't say the same for like Black Ops 4 because I didn't really play much of it. But my experience with the previous Call of Duty games is that I would have some sort of connection issues. Uh, it it was like it was yeah like i, I know what you mean it, it's more like you know when you're when you're running and sometimes like you're it like your whole like everything just stops except you're oh you're, yeah. you're still doing the sprinting <laughs> animation yeah like, you're just sitting there running but you're and then just it sitting just there like again all of a sudden um yeah. but yeah. when i used to play uh, modern warfare all of my multiplayer games were really really good i it never felt any sort of like rubber banding or janky or anything it like it just felt like i was playing a very stable game all the time and it just it felt really good so um developers and indie developers all of you that searched for this one podcast <laughs> fucking roll roll back they're all watching for the love of god <laughs> I think for shooters, it has to be edited in some way because it's it, I feel like it's a lot more complicating because there's way more players than just two. I'm sorry, say that again. Sure. Like because because yeah, in fighting games, it's just two players, right? So it, like I'm pretty sure they have to like modify it for like. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sure players. that once you throw in another person into the uh, into the connection, like it starts to get a lot more complicated. But. Oh, yeah. Plus, you know, shooters do at least with fighting games. There's like there tends to be not just two players, but only two like objects right. to track, essentially. Like when you you know get in the call of duty, it's like, where's that grenade at? Where's that bullet at? Where's that person at? Like, what are they like? There has to be so many factors that go into that actually getting it to work properly. So, um, yeah, I think the uh, the final bit of information about um uh, Guilty Gear XX is that is the infographic that Sharpie posted, which um, in October 2020, 
it had a 1,364% gain in players um, uh, and average players in a day or in the entire month, sorry, of October. Um, yeah, I think there was a um, King of Fighters game that must have got the same exact thing, right, recently? Because there was like this surge all of a sudden. With, My friend was, was talking so. to me about that like the other week that like people... Yeah, they might, I'm pretty sure because I saw like Justin Wong and like a bunch of action, like a bunch of kind of big, big name FGC players all of a sudden playing like some old school King of Fighters game, which I'm assuming it must be something similar where they got rollback netcode and all of a sudden like people yeah. want to play it again because the online experience is better. But yeah. Hmm. Uh, real quick, Lady Infinite, did you see that? Um. Call of Duty, just because we had mentioned it before. Uh, if you want to play it, I guess just base game, 175 gigs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you want to do 4K, meaning if you want to hypothetically get that next-gen experience, 250. Man, I don't even got 4K, so I ain't even looking at that. <laughs> I don't even got 4K. I mean, you'll have a 4K-capable game when you get your Series X. Well, 4K-capable console when you get your Series yeah, X. Yeah, but... W- you just won't have the TV. I just won't have the TV, so I ain't worrying about it. Sure. 175, good for me. Good for me. 250, god damn. <laughs> 175 is a lot. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, I'm used to it now. I was complaining when Halo was 90. Nah, it's gonna get bigger and bigger, but it's all right. You, you, you gotta adjust and adapt. So, I'm actually curious if this will lead them to allow people to preload. I mean, they because if you have, I know you said you don't have like the best like internet connection. No, they so gotta let me preload. How would you? Ha- how would you feel if like the day of the, you they didn't let you preload then the day man, of you they, have to that's download some it? Bullshit! Oh my god! <laughs> they preload. You play it for like two no, days. Preload usually does like a couple of days before. Well, are you gonna do digital or are you doing physical? Just uh, out of curiosity. Digital always cross gen. Oh yeah, so you're gonna be downloading. I'm right. gonna be downloading. I'm waiting for them to say, yeah. look, I'm ready for them to say like. They're probably going to tell us probably like next week, Sunday, maybe, or that Monday. But you won't. What if you don't have your Series X? Man, I'm going to play it anyway. You think I got to play it. I got to play it. On what? Oh, my one. I guess. Is it on current gen, too? I, I bought cross gen. So. Oh, I, OK. So it is on Xbox. Gotcha. I bought the cross gen version. <clears throat> the regular version is $60. That's if I would have just had the Xbox one and not intending to upgrade. But with yeah. cross-gen, I got the the Xbox one version and the uh, Xbox Series X version for $70. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm, gonna play it. I'm playing that regardless. I know... I have a feeling I'm going to be playing Call of Duty on my one before I get my Series X. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. I'm going to be deleting a few Call of Duties I think I got enough space. <laughs> a few. <laughs> a few How many you got installed right now? You really want to know? <laughs> did, is it because you did your whole thing where you went through the campaign? No, no, I just got them there. No? I just got them there. I still got them there. <laughs> <laughs> I still have them there. I still have them there. I Okay, how many do you have? Ooh. Let the audience know. How many do you think are installed? Call of Duties? I have... Uh, Black Ops 3, Black Ops 4, World War uh, World War 2, Black Ops 2, Black Ops 1, Modern Warfare 2. Those are all installed on your Xbox right now? Yes, sir. <laughs> 
Jesus well, I'm going to be fair that the earlier ones it wasn't there's probably like smaller, 80 right? gigs or anything yeah. like yeah. that. So. Yeah, but the big ones are like Call of Duty 2019, um, World War II, Black Ops 4. Those were like the big. Yeah, I wasn't even asking because of like the size. I'm just more How like. How many I have? I have. A, I, why are you going to play them? <laughs> I might want to. They one don't day. go away if you don't play. I them. might want to. I might feel like I want to do a Call of Duty video, and I might hopefully get into a match in the lobby in the older titles. I just. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to get rid of a few Call of Duties to play that Cold mm. War. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. So, um, so can I bring up the video I posted? Who oh, yeah. here has seen Into the Spider-Verse? Who hasn't? I did. Who hasn't? I think all of us have. Yeah. That's Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales has a Into the Spider-Verse suit. And I linked it to the start of the gameplay and this shit is awesome that's what the pre-order no i don't i I don't know if this is a pre-order thing um i didn't see the entire thing but um oh yeah it's a pre-order bonus yeah they do the oh wait is that intentional dude they did do it on purpose (laughs) so i can like verbally explain it um into the spider verse has a very specific art style and with that specific art style, it is comic booky, and it's a f- we ta- we've mentioned around frame rate a lot of times in these podcasts. However, the frame rate of Into the Spider Verse is not a typical of like twenty four frames that is usually for films. Into the Spider Verse does a a little bit of like a like a half. It does a half play of it, and it's twelve frames. You like so it's a. You, so you notice that it's a bit more janky. I don't want to say janky, but stuttery. It, there's a lot more stop motion to yeah. it that it feels like. The Into the Spider-Verse suit has a toggle feature for the animation, and it plays out just like the movie. That is so badass. I'm like looking at it right now. <laughs> That's such I a great idea. I implore everybody to watch this video. Just, <laughs> just re, uh, search on YouTube uh, Miles Morales Spider Verse suit reveal, and when you're swinging, it starts off with him swinging, and like the it's just like the movie, like the in comic booky, like it, it's less frames, uh, uh, sort of like the the stop motion twelve frame comic booky sort of thing. Um, what's wild though is that if you notice um, with a, a little bit of the high speed sort of um, movement, and it's a it's a bit hard to um sort of tell like when on the on the animation but it's more of when it's the high speed they keyframe it in a way so that it doesn't stutter the entire way where it's like it smooths out just a little bit so it doesn't really pull your eyes away from the entire game but the but more of the point of this suit is to keep your eyes focused on miles this entire time and with every punch and kick and everything it's got the zap bonk thwop sort of like yeah and it's all in the same style mm-hmm. from like the movies um i like it yeah. and the video that's on youtube is not um 60 frames it's 30 and the game is supposed to run on ps5 at 60 so this is kind of gonna look it's gonna look it's gonna stand out a lot but man watch spider-verse for the love of god this 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 uh this suit is awesome 
I think everybody in a mom's watched that movie. I think that I was they did a good job on it. I'm not even like really big on Spider. Oh, that's fantastic. I think yeah, it's one of the it's best gonna movies. Look of, like, so the last interesting decade. because like everything, like your environment's gonna be running at sixty except Miles. Yeah, but it, it's gonna enhance one of those feelings of he he stepped out of the comic book. No way. Like it just looks just like that. Whereas like the the um the Marvel Spider Man game is just like yeah we got Peter Parker and. Um, his actions are so smooth and it's fluid and, um, it feels really, really good to play. And then there were like, I think one or two suits where like, I think it was cell shaded or they put like a different like art form onto him. Yeah. yeah but it was just those, like, he yeah. just looks different and stuff. And it's like, Hey, I mean, it looks comic booky. Yeah. But no, this is where it's like, they actually pulled him from a comic book and it looks really, really good. So the, this is it's this and the Demon Souls um gameplay footage um like in the talk they did they did about it is like the first time where I'm like fuck I want a PS5 now <laughs> now I wish I really got that pre order um but it I think I want to say like it was some of the Spider Verse like crew that actually put this in I don't know who. Oh, yeah. OK, so the guy that's know. talking in the beginning of this video, I linked it at a, at a uh, specific time mark. But if you scroll back to the very beginning, it's the production designer of Into the Spider-Verse. So they, they got some of the crew from Into the Spider-Verse to make this suit and animate it and, and keyframe it and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's really, oh, really cool. cool. I'm excited. I wonder if he gets better like the his his uh, matching of the frames even if it's still like the 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 frame rate still being the same but like the matching of the frames will get better um i think it's more but because that's how it was in the movie like it was still like you know the frame rate still stayed the same except like you know when peter and miles were like swinging together like the frames were not matching together but mm. when when miles was like um was was uh was still learning how to swing right like like you'll be like saying well the frames were like not like the same right they were all it was still mm -hmm. like 12 frames per second but still like like the movie was 24 right but like like miles was on frame like one and three while peter was on two and four uh, the thing is i don't think that it's it, they're gonna do that much into it as far as for like oh like the better you do like the the frames are gonna match better like i don't think that's gonna happen or like I know I don't know I don't know if it's better you do it's more like the more you rank up or nah, you know. I don't I don't know about that I, I but um what I will say is that I will reiterate is that with when you watch this video and it's like it if it feels like that it kind of like pulls you out and sort of thing and you're like yeah but I wouldn't want to like play this the entire time they it said that it's a toggle feature with the suit specifically so you could turn it off if you wanted to and you can just keep the suit. Yeah. Speaking of PS5, um, so I watched MKBHD and Digital Foundry, and they said that the PS5 controller, like a, a bunch of my friends got their, their accessories already, just not the console. Um, but the people that has the console, which is usually reviewers, said like the controller is such a huge game changer. They've never been excited about a controller ever because of their... Um, 
of how the controller feels when you're playing the game. Um, and is this in regards to their dual sense? Okay. Yeah. Like when you're on sand, it like it make the controller makes it feel like you're on sand, and if you're on ice, it feels like you're on uh, ice. And then like when you're using the triggers, <laughs> like like if there's like a spring <laughs> character, like when you're on ice, does your controller get colder? Oh, no, I don't know. It's like a bar soap. It's like, I had like this, like, like, like the feet, the, the the haptic feedback behind it is like what makes they say like he, like this this is like a huge like it may not seem like much, but well both both of both videos say like it may not sound like it's it, it, it's a lot, but like when you're actually using it, it's like this huge. But what is it? How do they describe feel. what it means? I don't I don't know if I understand what you mean by like you That's, feel it. <laughs> Like what are like I could get it if you were like shooting, for example, right? And there's like resistance in like your trigger when you're pulling the trigger. Or something it took like them that, ten but... minutes to explain this. I don't know if I want to spend oh, okay. ten minutes right, explaining this. Yeah, but yeah, they had yeah. If you actually watch their videos, they said like yeah, this is like like this is this is like a huge step forward when it comes to like control sense. And every time mm, when like this okay. dual sense comes up and any sort of talk about it, it's just like I I get the um like pulling the bow back and the gun sort of thing with like just just specifically the triggers. Yeah. But everything else you're talking about, it's essentially trying to explain a blind guy what color is. Like I, I don't know what you're talking about because I I have never experienced this on a fucking <laughs> controller and it's just like it's a perspective that I just don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah the only thing that can kind of understand is the springs right like like let's say they show like this little robot character on the 2d platform um and it he hit the way he moves is like uh like the amount of spring mm -hmm. tension there is and then you're you're springing left and right like the heart like the, the further you go down like the harder it is mm -hmm. to pull on the trigger Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Wait. So real quick. So and because I'm just forgetting um, dates. When does the PS5? When's the launch? The tenth. Am I right? Of, wait. Of November. Okay. So. November. Yeah. Like in two. Like in ten days or something. Uh, twelfth. Yeah. Yeah. Ten-ish days. Okay. So because I'm just curious because you said that you guys said that like people are getting their accessories. So are like the accessories openly available to purchase right now it's just the console is not out yet yeah i think like you know people people got it delivered to their play, homes already so yeah so those well that's what i'm saying so like if i could i buy a playstation 5 like controller right now it could be about yeah. hypothetically possibility okay. yes you have a chance because i'd be curious to try it like do you when those when they were talking about how it worked were they playing on a playstation <laughs> 5 console or something yeah oh okay so because i was gonna say it probably wouldn't necessarily I mean, be implemented on the computer, properly but PC, they don't have right? full steam integration yet yeah okay gotcha all right like you'll so see it like i was like i was like, like by one tomorrow <laughs> yeah you'll see like, it but... as an x input controller yeah yeah gotcha all right so we won't know until we actually get a ps5 yeah or i'll try one in best buy or something whenever it's available hmm is that the main thing that's supposed to be a game changer it's just like yeah, the they said like the, yeah, and, and it says like imagine if you're playing VR and then like you have this in your hand or like they, they went that far mm -hmm. in their explanation. 
Yeah. Okay. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. Cause that to me, that's a pretty yeah. big claim right there. Cause I've always said that like the big problem with VR is like, in order to be immersed for me personally, you got to like, if I'm holding a gun, I have to feel like I'm holding a gun. So I'm curious how much of a impact that'll have. If they're saying it's like something that could change how you feel about what you're playing in VR. Yeah. Cause I don't know, like if I'm, you know, if I'm supposed to be walking on some sand and, but I'm feeling the sand on my hands and not on my feet. I don't know if that's going to like do it for me, but if this is something really unique that I just don't understand yet, I'd be curious to know what it is. Do the people generally real quick, do people generally like the controller or is it just that they're excited about the haptic feedback? Oh, I think they generally like the controller too. Like it's, it's, slightly bigger for people who are who have bigger hands but not too big for people who has smaller hands to like overreach and all that gotcha. it's roughly the same size as like an xbox one controller right yeah and they said like it's not exactly white it looks white on camera ah so it's just sony has shitty cameras <laughs> no it, it will like, like through through any lens like it will still look white but then like they said like it has like this grayish i was gonna say to i saw it. somebody post a picture i think i might might have been somebody i followed on twitter through lady infamous or something somebody posted a picture of a controller and it looked kind of gray to me i actually thought it was white but it definitely looked gray but not as gray as like a ps1 yeah okay no no no, no not at all okay <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, I think we're coming towards the end. So let's start off with Zeldrick. What are you going to be? What are you going to be up to this next week? I will hopefully be, be, you know what? I'm not even going to say hopefully. Um, I will be streaming this week. Um, and I, I feel pretty confident about like just my typical, like end of the week sort of schedule sort of, sort of shit. Um, Thursday through Saturday, Wednesday, if I can't help it usually when uh, um for the most part thursday through saturday and i like, I like that um it's gonna be um doom eternal but also if i get that hankering for it uh i just bought ghost runner so um it will be go- uh, doom eternal and ghost runner uh and yeah, so like also like my streams on Thursdays and Saturdays um are starting later. And it's usually because like the I still I have my um Final Fantasy 14 days for on Thursday and Saturday. But um that's more of like my downtime. I, I like my Final Fantasy 14 downtimes. Uh so um Thursdays and Saturdays are gonna be more about like 10 ish PM Pacific and we'll go from there. Where can they, they can- watch? <laughs> <laughs> you can catch me at twitch.tv slash Zeldrick. You already know. Um, and uh, also, um, I'm on Twitter at Zeldrick, Z-E-L-D-R-I-C-K. Um, the uh, other thing that I mentioned last week is also um, doing EL wire projects on uh, on a jacket. Um, so stay tuned for that for pictures up there and um i'll actually i'll also show uh some of the stuff off on twitch too all right i guess i'll go um thank you everybody for like hanging with us this evening we really appreciate it um 
I see Doom. I see Guilty Gear. I see a random PC game because when I bought Guilty Gear, I looked at all the PC games that I bought out in a touch and I need to touch some of them. So I'm going to slap a PC game up in there. Probably some Ghost of Tsushima. I might take a break of Call of Duty this week. Maybe. But you can check me out at Lady underscore Infamous 415 on all my platforms. That's it. Cool. I'm going to um play some more Fantasy Strike at some point. Uh, also going to start playing There Is No Game. And I just, just looked up the name of it. It's there Is No Game. Uh, Wrong Dimension is what the title is. Um, so I'm going to play some of that. Uh, and I just kind of do, I don't, I'm not going to like necessarily specifically commit to anything, but I just do a bunch of different games that I'll put as, um, video content on YouTube. So you check out my YouTube page, Unsheathed Productions and check me out basically everywhere else, uh, at Unsheathed P. So on, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. So. Yeah, and I'm going to be playing. Uh, I'm going to continue playing Fate Tactics. If I somehow beat that this week, I'm going to uh, I'm going to play um, Ghost Runner too. So I will. So I want to see how far I can get with Fate Tactics. Or if it gets boring along the way, then I will like stop and then uh, continue that later and uh, play play Ghost Runner. Oh, so so. That is it. Or, and then you can find me. I was going to say, me. but Sharpie, where can they watch? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can find me. Uh, you can find Jay Sharpie anywhere on our, uh, uh, on social media. Just, just look up Jay Sharpie. I'm not going to even bother like saying all the, the past like TV and stuff like oh, that wow. from now on. So just look up Jay Sharpie on any socials and be sure to like, follow and subscribe to the, some sort of gaming podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please, 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 please like, favorite, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to on. It only takes two seconds, maybe not even two seconds to do so, especially if you're on a mobile device. Just tap on that like button. If you got friends that like these diverse gaming conversations, share the podcast with your friends too. See you guys next week.